and welcome to the Food Navigator podcast, your deep dive into the issues shaping the future of food. I'm Food Navigator journalist Katie Askew, and today we're going to be talking packaging, plastics, and pollution. Plastic has revolutionised our way of life. In the food and beverage space, it's a cheap, functional and convenient material that keeps our food safe and prevents spoilage. But there's a but, and it's a big one. Most of the plastic ever made still exists in the environment. The amount of plastic in the ocean is expected to double in the next 15 years, and by 2050, if current trends continue, there could be more plastic in the ocean than fish. The reach of plastic pollution also goes deep into our soils and groundwater. Plastic particles are a ubiquitous pollutant in the living environment and food chain. For the first time this year, in a study published in the journal Environment International, Dutch scientists even found evidence of plastic in human blood. The plastic problem isn't just an abstract sustainability issue. It's one that's close to the hearts of many shoppers. Recent research from McKinsey found that more than half of consumers are highly concerned about the environmental impact of packaging and are willing to pay more for green packaging. But what was also striking is that many people regard factors like price, quality, brand and convenience as more important in influencing their purchase decisions. Nevertheless, it is clear that consumers, regulators and the industry all want action on our plastics problem. So what role can the food and beverage sector play in finding a solution? What is already being done and what roadblocks still stand in the way of progress? This is Ignacio Gavilán. I've been with the Consumer Goods Forum uh, six years now. This is an organisation that brings together retailers and manufacturers from across the world. So think about your Walmarts, your Tesco, your Sainsbury's and on the manufacturing side, the Kellogg's, the Unilever's or Nestle's. The Consumer Goods Forum is a coalition of global giants that aim to leverage collaboration to tackle problems that are simply too big for individual corporations to handle alone. Issues like deforestation and food waste. Ignacio is the organisation's environmental sustainability director and he oversees the Coalition of Action on Plastic Waste. It's all about positive change. The issues that these companies cannot solve by themselves, plastic being one of them, and where we need collective action. Some of the topics will be deforestation or food waste or health and wellness. But in essence, what we do is bring members together to solve the issues that cannot be solved by companies uh, alone. The food and beverage sector is obviously highly reliant on plastic, but what is it about this material that's got us so hooked? Why can't we just simply swap it out for something else? Plastic is versatile, is inexpensive, is durable it protects food so it's fantastic right but we didn't think the end of life through so the world has now a big problem with plastic waste there's about 8 billion tons of plastic produced since the 50s and about 60 percent has ended up in in landfills or the natural environment including beaches right uh which which is quite bad Um, 95% of plastic is still created for single use uh, and plastic packaging remains on the rise globally. So beating this this problem will need action at every level. So what we did in here is create a, a coalition of action with some of the world's largest brands and retailers um, striving to deliver solutions uh, that industry can provide. 
that, that there's no way a, a, a single company can solve this. So that's where collaborative action, because we're talking about a system. This is a systemic change. So a circular economy for plastics is built on the principles of resource efficiency, uh, prevention of waste and pollution, and a low carbon footprint. So achieving this for plastics will require the committed work to eliminate, for example, all problematic and non-necessary plastic items to innovate to ensure that the plastics that we do need are better, so reusable, recyclable, compostable, and keep all the plastic items that we use in the economy out of the environment. So that's something where collective action scale is much needed because it's a big systemic change. If we look at this landscape level um, and sort of where we are today versus where we'd like to be in sort of a circular future for plastics, what changes need to be made? I, I think we need to start the fundamental redesign of, of the way we package our goods. And that's the reason we have created our golden design rules to help companies use less and better plastic. So these provides an agreed template to accelerate into the circular economy I was mentioning before. One reason why plastic ends up in nature is because of the complexity of the recycling process, which can really be complicated by poor packaging designs, by problematic materials and excess packaging. So these golden design rules are already helping companies to combat these issues. Um, we just now need even greater urgency across the industry so that these design changes uh, become the norm. So that'll be one, one of the ways to, uh, to help. Is it just about these design changes, sort of what, what the industry and what companies can do to make their own products um, more recyclable? Or does there, does there need to be sort of change on a policy and an infrastructure level as well? The recipe that we have for the coalition is less and better plastic and a better system, right? So less and better plastic is something companies have control because it's the way they package the goods, right? So they have they can make choices and they, they can implement them. But we need a better system. And, and there are two things in there that are critical. One is have optimal extended producer responsibility systems around the world. The whole piece around collection, sorting, and recycling um, needs, to, needs to be sorted in many, many uh, geographies. We would like to see 100% collection and then at least 70% recycling uh, around the world. So those systems our member companies contribute to, but of course they are comprised of many other stakeholders, including waste management companies, of course, uh, municipalities, um truck companies uh, the bins i mean it's it's a very complex system right so changing that system is very important the second one is recycling 99 percent of what gets recycled today is through mechanical recycling and we would like to see chemical recycling uh, complementing this mechanical technology chemical recycling will allow us to recycle those very hard to recycle plastic packagings, mostly flexibles. The other thing chemical recycling does, if, if I understand it correctly, is um, it addresses the problem of making sure that you're getting food grade um, recycled material back out the other side of the system, right? Correct, yes. It's one of the 
th th this legislation um, already developed and some of it being developed as we speak. Uh, but yes, it definitely complies with, with policy and with the food safety requirements for sure. A lot of um, the companies you represent have sent, set some sort of quite ambitious goals around um, moving their own materials towards recycled material. But I think one of the stumbling blocks that people seem to be facing is that there is a lack of food grade material that really high quality plastic available on the market. Do you, do you see any other solutions that need to um, come into effect to really help um, increase availability there? Um, I think better collection will help because for mechanical recycling, the purer the plastic you get, the better, right? Because if you if you avoid uh, plastics to to come from different uh, origins or be mixed with hazardous materials, that will make the recycling process uh, a bit more difficult. But if if we're able to segregate those food application materials into mechanical recycling, I think it will improve. So improving the collection system and that. That includes the consumer, right? Because we do have a choice in many cities with a number of bins. So being very diligent on the way we we throw away our trash, uh, it's it's very important because that will eventually uh, give us a much better recycle content. Would you also like to see a regulatory shift in terms of what types of recycling technologies are approved for food grade plastics as well? I mean, even in the EU, I know that there's a whole bunch of different regulations where, you know, a plastic might be acceptable in Germany and then not acceptable somewhere else, etc. Is that level of complexity really a problem for global manufacturers? I think we would like to see the, the right policies in place for a successful and credible scale-up of, of good recycling technologies. Uh, so good principles, for example, on chemical recycling, um, a, a very clear distinction between those that have a positive LCA, life cycle assessment, providing environmental benefit, uh, alignment on, on claims, and how to operationalize uh, mechanical versus chemical recycling principles. And uh, obviously, all of these em embedded in, in policy. It's, it's probably early days in some areas, but we welcome good policies around all of this. Of course, that's, that's the way to scale this up, right? One of the problems with any any initiative like this or any issue like this is that you, you often have very high ambitions and then the path to exactly how to get there uh, becomes a lot more complicated, a lot more challenging. Is that something that you see with the state of current recycling rates? There are a lot of corporate commitments to really tackle the issue. There are a lot of policy commitments, you know, um, the EU's circular plastics um, policy, etc. They're, they're really trying to to sort of get to grips with the issue, but then the, the pathway is a lot less clear. Is that a problem that you see? Well, I think the 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 speed of the scale up of something like uh, chemical recycling will require a, a very compelling business case, right? A demand commitment uh, from us, uh, from consumer good companies, to enable infrastructure build. So, well, collectively, we will have an estimated demand of x number of tons per year uh, from the members of the consumer good forum so that will send a signal to investors who will put money into this technology right 
so that it's it, it's never fast. So I think it will it will take some time. It will most likely start with with uh, the EU and uh, UK, uh, the United States perhaps. But I think these new recycling technologies will need some some time to develop. Uh, 2025, 20, um, to really get into a serious scale, right? And and scale, of course, is the key to making it affordable. Because one of the the things about plastic is it's really cheap, right? So, how do you make you know more sustainable plastic an affordable proposition for mm-hmm. consumers? Well, at the current price of oil. I think uh, things have improved to make it uh, uh, make recycling a, a more compelling case, right? With uh, uh, the price of oil at sixty dollars a barrel versus one thirty, there's a big difference. Uh, so that that helps a little bit, and I'm assuming there will be a time um, uh, where it's it, it might be costly for companies, but it's the right thing to do. And as soon as as scale is achieved. Uh, the, the prices will come down. So uh, that's it's it, it, it's a company by company decision if 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 they're going to uh, prioritize this or not. But I can tell you from the coalition, all of them want to do the right thing, uh, even if 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 the return on the investment is, is in the first year or two is is not so clear. But we really need to get there's millions of tons of plastic that today go into incineration. Or, uh, or landfill or the environment, and that's that's unacceptable not only for the industry but for us as humanity. And and if there's a solution, we need to scale it up. Even if the ROI isn't sort of clear in the first year or two, is there a business case in terms of the relationship that large consumer companies have with their shoppers? Because obviously plastics is a massive issue for a lot of people now. It's it's really one of the key sustainability battlegrounds. Yep, no, no, absolutely. And we're hearing more and more from consumers uh, that they want changes. Those changes, as I mentioned, they also include the, the consumer as well, right? Um, there's more deposit return scheme systems around, which obviously uh, represent a, a change in the relationship with the consumer, because now there are certain things that consumers can do. Uh, you, you, you've, you've seen many supermarkets in, in the world removing plastic bags, and it con- continues in several areas. Uh, the the return schemes that I mentioned, uh, reuse models will be that there's a number of um, those being tested different markets, so consumers are willing to sacrifice a little bit of the convenience in in interest of of more environmentally friendly uh, shopping experience. So I think that's that's coming. Companies have heard, uh, but of course. Food safety being a priority with with some of these reused models, um, and and then we need to make it work, right? And with with some uh, types of food, it's 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 more delicate than others. But but yes, definitely, consumer, it's it's telling us uh, we need to change some of the current ways of working. 
And when we think about the pace of change, you mentioned food safety. There's obviously also food waste. And, you know, with such incredible levels of food waste globally, that also has to be a priority as as you're thinking about building a more sustainable food system. Do you think that, therefore, the pace of change needs to be balanced against potential negative outcomes that would be completely unintentional? Yes, absolutely. And we do have, in fact, uh, another coalition on food waste. So a very similar group of companies are also working on 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 tackling food waste because one third of the food is wasted today, which is which is shocking, right? This is an environmental, economic, social and ethic, I would say, terrifying fact. Trying to strike a balance between food safety, uh, use of plastic and food waste. And, and uh, there are a few examples here and there on how to reduce plastic or use a different type of plastic or packaging material to increase the shelf life of some products, therefore managing food waste a bit better. But again, it also starts by companies measuring, reporting on food waste, creating a baseline and focusing on those products that are perishable, that create more problems, fruits and vegetables, dairy, etc. So we're trying to keep these activities in in parallel as well to make sure that by improving one, we don't we don't really uh, create an issue on another one. And again, does this come back to the ability of organisations like um, the Consumer Goods Forum to look across issues as well as across individual business models to develop a holistic solution to these these problems? Guided by the the, the, the global commitment that we took with the Adam MacArthur Foundation, uh, the New Plastics Economy Global Commitment, we endorsed that vision back in 2018. That that was kind of what, what triggered the creation. But now you probably heard about a newly announced UN Treaty on Plastic Pollution. So I think when we talk about what else needs to change at landscape level that you were questioned before, this treaty perhaps brings a good opportunity to drive progress towards realizing this secular economy. Uh, we welcome not only legislation, as I mentioned before, or the right legislation, but also the, the creation of a, of a treaty that might uh, put the issue um, in, a, in a better place and rather than erratic sort of actions. And and the critical thing about the UN Treaty, of course, is that not only is it global in scope, but it, it one of its aims is to make sure that pe- no one, no sort of markets get left behind, right? That's uh, the aim. It'll take a few years to develop this. I think the target is 2025 for signature. So between now and 24, there'll be a series of discussion. I understand they they would like for it to be legally binding. Question is if all the clauses in there will be agreed by the countries to be legally binding and then full life cycle of plastics right from generation to disposal so everything we do right now golden design rules um, the um, uh, optimal epr programs and the um, uh, chemical recycling bit are aligned with 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 that aim that is to have less and better plastic and a better system to tackle it the members of the of the Plastic Waste Coalition really hope to play a role in making a, a positive case for a credible and safe 
system uh, to make sure that all plastic gets uh, collected, sorted, and recycled. Companies want to tackle this issue. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be quick. But I've seen companies more willing than ever to take uncomfortable steps within their organizations as it is changing the way you package your goods. Think about the marketing implications, think about uh, operational implications, and they've, they're doing it, they're, they're implementing. So we're very happy with this, but of course uh, we need scale and we need more companies to do this and we need to uh, turn this page and this will take a number of years to, to achieve the necessary scale. Accelerating circularity means increasing the recyclability of products and the recycled content of packaging. Work also needs to be done to reduce the overall amount of plastic we use. Innovation will be a critical unlock and one that's considered commercially sensitive. But today, more than ever, packaged food makers and retailers are willing to work collectively towards a future that's free from plastic waste. They won't be able to do it alone. The plastic problem needs to be tackled at a regulatory level with joined up approaches that recognize the importance of new technologies like chemical recycling, alongside a boost to recycling infrastructure. Overcoming the plastic problem also needs us to make changes in how we, as consumers, purchase food and manage waste. Ignacio says these changes will take time and he's clearly right. But for the health of the planet, it's vital progress is made as quickly as possible. That's if we're to change the course of plastic pollution, which the UN says is currently on track to double by 2030. Well, that's it for this edition of the Food Navigator podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Do be sure to join us next time when we'll be taking a look at how food tech and digital innovation are disrupting the food system. Until then, goodbye.